Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Hey, good morning, everybody. Our guest today is American Idol finalist Grace Kinsler. We caught up this morning with her as she is getting ready to make her big move to Los Angeles July 3rd. We talked about the show and her experiences on Idol, what she learned and what the future looks like for her. She was absolutely amazing. She also shared about her father's death, which was a big part of her story on Idol. And the future is bright for this amazing musician. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did. Please welcome Welcome our guest today, American Idol finalist, Grace Kinsler. You're listening to The Brett Allen Show, a pop culture podcast. Have you subscribed to this show yet? I've tried bribes, I've tried gifts. You should. It's absolutely free. I even sent him some pet oxen. Now back to the show with your host, Brett Allen. Idly hey! Welcome to another episode of The Brett Allen Show. Prepare to be a a pop culture podcast. Join Brett Weekly as he interviews your favorite celebrities from film, <gasps> oh, television, I'm back in business, baby. comedy, and much more. Inconceivable! Plus, you never know who will stop by. Dude, we are so gonna party! Now, here is your host, Brett Allen. Grace Kinsler, welcome into the podcast. It's great to have you here today. Thanks. It's nice to be here. Well, we are chatting with American Idol rock star Grace Kinsler. I'm excited to have you. I've been a fan from day one. So when we were able to work this out, I was very excited. The American Idol whirlwind is over, but life for you has certainly not stopped. Since the show ended, that's when I was like, yeah, now the hard work begins, um, you know, because you don't want to fall under the map, you know, right after you get off this big platform. So I'm just trying to then take advantage of every opportunity that I can. And I'm trying to keep myself relevant, you know, because as soon as the next season of Idol starts, people are just going to start to kind of forget about you. So right now is prime time to kind of start trying to make things happen for yourself, you know, make those connections and really get yourself out there. Yeah, it seems like you've been very busy. So I guess my next question would be, were you able to get most of this done during the pandemic? It seems like, right, that you were able to tape and get the season out and things like that. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, we started auditions back in, Oct well, Zoom auditions. I did mine in August and then I saw the judges actually in October. Um, so we kind of filmed throughout the entire span of the year up until what you what you guys saw were the live shows. Um, so that was it was cool because and it's weird not it was weird not having it the few weeks after the show ended just because, you know, this is what your life has been for like about six months now. You know, that's a good portion of a year. So it was it was just weird to like have that in the back of your brain being like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm competing on American Idol, even when you weren't filming, when you were just home, like doing stuff in between filming. Um, so, yeah, it's been like a kind of nice mental breather because the show itself is very stressful. But the one thing that I will say is like it's given me really great insight for like the rest of my gigs because now because national television is so stressful and you're so like everything is so pressure 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 the rest of the gigs that I've been doing like I've, I'm a big stage fright person not stage fright I just get very nervous because I care you know but after that everything else seems like a breeze um, <laughs> I get to actually enjoy myself on stage now which is super nice I'm not I'm not so worried anymore because I feel like I've you know I've done it I've been on national TV, so I can kind of just like chill, like this is nothing. It's safe to say that there's really like no way that you can prepare for what being on 
you say national television, but I mean, millions of people watching you, no pressure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I would say it, it's weird because it doesn't necessarily feel, I mean, it does feel like that. I don't know. Yeah. There's really no way to prepare for it. I mean, the, I'm trying to figure out was like pre-tape stuff easier than like live stuff and it definitely is just because I guess I mean contestants we don't get a second take if we screw up on the on the pre-tapes but I mean obviously like the crew does if something happens but I don't know it's all kind of it's all pretty scary <laughs> you're singing in front, of, in front of three legends and then a bunch of other super talented people either way so it's all it's all a little bit woo. yeah I can imagine well I mean you had been doing music for years long before American Idol happened for you yeah. And that just happened to be a really great platform for yourself, for other people who weren't familiar with your amazing music to get to know you. And of course, your hometown in Illinois of amazing. We're super excited for you as well. So you auditioned for the show when you found out that you had been accepted or you'd passed and then you were going to get to see the judges. What were those moments like for you? How do you even mentally prepare for that knowing that you're going to see folks like Lionel Richie, Katy Perry, Luke Bryan. Like, how do you even get into that mental space? It was really surreal for me because I have mentioned this before, but I, I tried out for The Voice before and I'd also tried out for Idol before. And, you know, I was just so used to being like told no. Okay. So to have that yes finally was like, oh, OK, because, you know, you, you watch it on you see it on TV all the time and you're like, oh, and you there's like a disconnect for me, even still having done it. There's like a disconnect between what it's like what's actually happening and then like the reality of it um so it was really surreal to kind of get myself into that mental space but I was just so excited and I felt I felt very blessed because like I said like I'd been told no plenty of times before and I'm sure there are a ton of other extremely talented people that I know who have been told no so many times before so I just I felt so lucky to have been given the opportunity because I know a lot of people would have killed for it yeah I mean to even get on a show like that I imagine the competition is super high to like even make it past. Well, let me back up a little bit. So people listening understand I've had a lot of amazing people like Grace on the show who have been on these shows. It's not just like you audition and then you're on television, right? There's like a million other steps to get yeah. to that space. Um, there's usually, I mean, I mean, pre COVID um, usually there's these massive open calls with like thousands of people and you wait in line for like, six hours more sometimes depending on how early you get there how what time you get there um how fast they're running that day you usually wait a long freaking time to get into just the first audition room and most likely like i said because on that specific day and that specific place you're competing against thousands of other people who are, have just gotten there with you so it's your chances aren't good you could be incredibly talented but there just has to be, I guess, something about you within those thousands of people that makes them be like, okay, yes. Um, so it, it's, unfortunately, it's it's not all about your talent, you, you know? And so that's why I always, I always tried not to take things personally when I got told no. It's just because like, it is reality TV and you have to keep that portion of it in mind. You know, they are trying to make a show. So if, if you do audition and you're like, what the heck, I'm really good. Like, don't take it personally, truly, like really don't because so many incredibly talented people just, they get told no, just because, you know, it's, it's the luck of the draw. Truly. That's how I feel sometimes, you know, it's what they're looking for at the time. Yeah. And that is, it's a hundred percent real, but it's also like a hundred percent edited as I like to say, but it makes for great television and, 
the amount of people that tune in and the amount of people that were rooting for you the entire time I have, which was one. And, and, I'm, and I really mean that because I think when we see folks like yourself come on to these shows and you share your story, which is amazing. And then your voice is incredible. And then there's that moment where you're like, well, what are they going to say about her? And you get so anxious, but I imagine the anxiousness for you has to even be more intense because you're in front of them. And then you've got this insurmountable pressure for them to decide, you know, what (laughs) the fate of your career could be. Right. I mean, that has to be how it feels. Yeah, sometimes it does. I mean, I, I like to say like music is very subjective. You know, I, I know people that, you know, got to judges auditions and I, I personally think they're incredible, but they didn't make it past judges auditions. And like I said, you know, it's, it's what they're looking for at that time, what they've already seen that day. Like, have they already seen 10 other people who are also in your same lane and just as incredible that day? You know, it's nothing, I try not to get in that mental space of like, it's, you know, it's just a TV show. It doesn't take away from like what you offer, but it is so hard, you know, Um, especially like I got really close to people, you know, when there were only 24 of us. And then as it like kept dwindling, um, you know, we talk about, you know, it's just a TV show. Like if you get eliminated, what's the worst that can happen? You go home with a following that you didn't have in the first place and with support that you didn't have in the first place. But because it's your world at that moment and it's like you have like blinders on and, you just want to get as far as you can. And so it gets really stressful because you start to think that, oh, if I get, if I go home, that's the end, but it's really, really not. It's not at all. Yeah. I mean, although it does give you a very specific platform to even be on that stage, I think it would be hard to just kind of have that attitude. Like you mentioned, well, if I get eliminated, no big deal, but that is a big deal, right? Because like, you're getting eliminated on national television and millions of people are watching your life change (laughs) instantly uh, within a matter of seconds. I, so like when I went home, for example, I, I was honestly like, I, of course, like everybody wants to win, but I was like a little bit relieved because I was like, okay, like I just get to go on and have fun with Alessia Cara now. That's so cool. I was like, I should, I just get to go on for the rest of the show and do a duet. But you know, like, um, it is it like I said it's it's scary because that's your life at the moment and like I said you want to stay with the people that you've made friends with for as long as you can you want to stay in front of the public for as long as you can so that you can keep getting like letting them get to know you and then opening up to them and showing them your artistry and it, it is a lot of pressure I think for like my sanity and like for other contestants sanity it was just we had to like kind of get ourselves into a place where like if we got eliminated yeah it sucks but like it's okay you know I feel like idol and all these amazing platforms they're really what you make of them um and you know it's about really knowing what to do when you get eliminated when you get eliminated or if you get eliminated um it's just about knowing what to do and not you know you want to say like once the show's over you get to go home and you get to have a little break but like that's like that might work but like for me I I, I, I haven't had a break yet. So I'm tired, but I'm happy to be working and tired. Um, and so I've just been trying to keep busy um, and make the most that I can op- out of the opportunity and not letting myself kind of fall under the radar now that the show's over. I love it. We've talked a lot about the pressure and all the crazy things, but I want to talk about the positive things. Yeah. That's what we like to talk about on the show. And just watching your journey has been incredible. So the show has ended And now you are doing gigs, you're making appearances all over the place, like Ryan and Kelly. So we're really excited that you said yes to us and uh, all these other things. 
like what is it like experiencing this newfound fame i mean how how do you mitigate that and of course time with family and your personal life like have you learned to find that balance yet or are you still trying to figure it all out between the celebrity and who grace is just as an individual i think for me i i think it's always going to be a work the balance is always going to be a work in progress because your career is never kind of going to be the same every two seconds unless you know you get to that like super like a-list level then you're like always just like i feel like you always kind of got to be on it at some to some extent um but for me i feel like i don't know um i think like i, I mitigate it pretty well i try to i try to like set time aside because i know i have to have a social media presence because that's a lot of what the industry is nowadays um, so I like set aside time in my day where I'm like, okay, this is where I'm doing my social media stuff. This is where I'm engaging. And then the rest of it, like where I'm actually moving out of two places right now. So that's been hard to balance because my mom's moving out of the house at home to a smaller place. And then I'm moving out of Boston because I'm moving to LA on July 3rd. So it's been hectic right now. Um, but you know, everything with my dad kind of, you know, he always was one to say, you know, it's not about what you have in life, it's who you have in life. And so I always, always, always make sure to put my people first because that's just, that's that's what life is about. You know, you can't take anything with you. It's, you know, um, so I'm just, yeah, I'm just, I just kind of go with the flow and I set my time aside for work. And, you know, if I have to work during stuff sometimes, that's fine. But I always make sure to prioritize my family and my people. So you mentioned your father, you talk about him a lot. And I also lost my father too. So that was another thing that allowed me to connect with you on a different level. And just your honesty about it is fantastic. And the fact that he encouraged you and would want you to be places like that. A lot of moments during your time on the show, you know, those thoughts come to mind. Is it hard to work through some of those moments? Or are you able to just kind of take that and turn that around and put that into your performances and and really just cause to drive you to be even better at what you do. Uh, well, first, I'm sorry that you had to go through that too. That that sucks. Um, it's the worst thing. Um, but I think, and I think you can probably relate to this too, is like a lot, some days are worse than others. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes like I, you know, I not to be like, poor me, but like, you know, it's, it sucks. And so some nights like, you know, I, I did cry myself to sleep because I just, I just missed him. You know, I just, I wished that I, cause you know, like I said, like he was my number one fan. So it's like, it sucks that this all is happening just like a year after he passed. Cause I feel like he missed it by this much. And I know that he was, he just was so excited and he was waiting just for something like this to happen for me. Um, and so, you know, some days are easier than others. Some days I'm really good and say it most days I, I, he was very much like this. He would say, um, he, he never let things get him sad. He would work through them all. Like he had, he had cancer when I was younger and he was in the hospital and he would literally work while he was getting chemo. Cause he was like, I have to provide for my family. And he was just, he was the hardest working person I've ever met. And so I try to take, you know, I take my lemons and make lemonade. That's, that's try. That's kind of what I do. That's what I try to do. Cause that's the legacy that he inspired and that he left within our family and elsewhere. And so, um, you know, I really try to just keep it to motivate me and I try to keep his spirit with me. But, you know, sometimes it just, you know, we're all human. We all have those days where we just kind of need to like cry and that's okay. You know, it's, it's a nice release. Sometimes it just feels good to cry. Um, and so that's also something that I encourage is if you need to cry, just, just cry it out. It's, it's all good. Yeah. It's okay. There is no shame in that. I have done plenty, trust me. <laughs> and uh, I appreciate your honesty. One last thing here as we wrap up, you 
said you're living by coastal now you're in Boston, but you're like literally around the corner moving to LA. How does it feel to finally kind of be transplanting yourself and making that big jump? Obviously you've been going back and forth, but now it's time to like get there and to be in the mix of all of the craziness of the stardom and the music and all of that. Are you ready for it? Like, are you excited or are you nervous? I think there's a little bit of both. I mean, I'm excited because I'll be around more people that I can just like, I can go hop in the studio at the last minute and just start working with people. And that's, I'm really excited to collaborate with people who, you know, have had the drive and just like are are just as excited about music as I am. And just excited about making beautiful music to share with people. Um, You know, it is nerve wracking because you know, you never know what's going to happen. This, this industry, especially is just so unpredictable. Like you, you could, like I said, it's not always the talented people who make it to the top. You know, it's, it's a lot of different factors. It's not what you know, it's who, you know, it's all these different things that go into play. So, you know, it is nerve wracking because I just have to, I have to be very tedious and I have to really know how to make pave that way for myself. And, um, I have to pay attention with, you know, who I surround myself with, because that's really important too. So it's exciting, but it's daunting. But you know, if if you're not uncomfortable, then you're not growing. So that's the mindset that I like to have. And then I'm just trying to make my way and, you know, make, make the most out of this life that I can. Well, you've done a fantastic job so far. And I really think, Grace, that the sky is the limit. And I'm excited to see What's next for you? If you ever come on tour to the Bay Area, we would love to come out and see you. Are you guys doing a tour with the show or is that kind of on hold right now as we kind of come out of this crazy pandemic? I feel like I know just about it as much as you do because I've been seeing it all over the Internet, but I have no idea what's going on. So we'll see. I have no idea, you know, who's going to be a part of it or if they're even doing it. So we'll see. But well, no matter what, you're killing it. And uh, we were excited to have you, Grace. Thanks for joining us today on the podcast. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. It was lovely to meet you. That brings today's show to a close. Goodly do. Thanks for stopping by. If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to share it with a friend and subscribe. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of the guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Autobots, roll out. Go home.